Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited that you're about to listen in on another episode of the Made Possible by podcast. I wanted to take a quick second to let you know exactly what we do. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provide a more effective way to share their stories of good. Now let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Made Possible by podcast, where we have conversations around good with community-minded individuals. We hope that today's episode inspires you to go out and do good. Today, we are so happy to have you here on the Made Possible by podcast today. I am so excited to be here with the ladies from Plenty, the Plenty ladies. We have Tracy and Brittany. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You guys are special to us because you are our very first Made Possible by Champions. Mm-hmm. You were the people who we saw doing great in their community, and um, you guys kicked us off. So thank you for being our our treasured first, right? Oh, thank you for doing it. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about both of you and uh, how Plenty got started. Okay, so my name is Brittany. Uh, my mom is Tracy, so we go way back, way back to my <laughs> beginning. Um, (laughs) we started Plenty in 2012. I had just graduated from Oklahoma State with degrees in entrepreneurship, marketing, and sustainability with an emphasis in design. And she had been homeschooling my younger brothers and sisters for about four years. So we joked that at that point she was pretty fearless after (laughs) after you've homeschooled anybody, especially three different kids. Oh my Um, Yes. So it was kind of just the perfect storm. I was graduating and she was sending them back to traditional school. And um, the idea came up and was brought to, uh, they, they asked if I was interested and I was actually doing an internship at Sustainab- uh, Sustainalytics in Boston. It's a company that does sustainability research for responsible investors. And I was not fully convinced to come back to Oklahoma City. I planned to graduate and then either go back to Boston or go somewhere else. Um, Oklahoma City at the time didn't quite have my heart yet, but this was a huge opportunity. And so I actually got to use that platform with my internship to see if retail was in in need of something like this and if it would actually make a, a big impact. So use that platform. And what I found is the reason I committed to, to being part of it and so glad I did, um, but that inter- or that that research showed us that retail was one of the most bottom performing sectors of industry in terms of corporate governance, sustainability, and social responsibility. So that proved that there was certainly a, a need for a, a middleman retailer to find the goods and bring them to the consumer at a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we got started. I I learned in school that business and commerce is the one common entity throughout the entire world. It's the one thing that uh, drives everybody. So we believe there is a place for nonprofits and there is certainly a place for the church and government and the consumer, but at the the very core of everything is is the dollar. And that's what drives drives and can really champion change. So we use every dollar that comes through our doors to champion good in some way, either environmental or social. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've definitely seen that. You guys are 
huge advocates of your community. Um, just for those who are listening, corporate social responsibility just refers to how a uh, organization, a company chooses to give back to their community with their uh, time, finances, um, volunteer, in-kind service, um, just however they choose to give back, just in case. Not everybody knows what uh, CSR stands for. Yeah. Tracy, do you have anything? Yeah, tell us, tell us about your, your version of how how it started. How, how did you reel Brittany to come back in? I knew I wanted her to be close. Um, <laughs> I think we, we had a family friend that was a graphic designer and he said, you guys should do something. And um, we partnered with him in the beginning and we knew we wanted to, we knew we wanted to do something together. We knew that um, we wanted to be community forward and um, we knew it was something, we didn't know what it was. And when Brittany uh, came back and said, retail's a laggard, and we knew that there were great people out there producing great um, works that we could do something with that. That's really, that's really how we started. We started with an idea and then we found our space, which was way too big for us. Um, but we filled every inch of it and that's it, storefront, venue. We knew we wanted green space to, for events and workshops. And at the core of it is champion, 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 I can never say that, champion sustainability <laughs> on, um, on every level. Mm -hmm. So how did you come up? I, wanted to, I definitely wanna talk about your building. We'll talk about that. Cause it's, I was just telling Tracy before we started, it is my very favorite rooftop venue. It is absolutely gorgeous. I've been there for night events, day events. It's just beautiful. But how'd you come up with the name Plenty? Yeah, so that's a that's a great story. Um, our original partner, Chris and Tracy, were talking about what they wanted it to feel like and, and look like. And, and actually, we didn't really know what we wanted it to look like. We mostly focused on what we wanted it to feel like and what types of products we had or we were going to have. Um, in the way they were talking about it, it just flashed me back to I was a when I was a sophomore in high school, I was at anthropology and saw a stack of what I now know as a cookbook. I just thought it was a book. Um, and the name of the book was Plenty. And that word just stuck with me for some reason. And it just seemed to be perfect when they started talking about how they wanted it to feel. So that's certainly that's certainly where the word comes from. It's it's a feeling of of, of overflowing and uh, contentness and that there is enough. Um, and then of course, we've certainly grown into the material part of that word. We, so we have plenty now, um, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean plenty of things. It means the, the full feeling you have, like when you walk into your mom's house or when you're eating dinner with the whole family, it's, it's that feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely think that people can hear your heart and that you didn't start this business, hey, let's go make money. It was, how can we help our community? And I think plenty uh, pretty much sums that up. So that, I love that. So you were, we talked about your building. So tell us how you chose your location. You said it was too big at first, but now you use every bit of it. Um, how, did you, how did you start there? We had a much uh, smaller space um, in mind. We have, we have never done retail before. So we were going to start out a lot smaller. I think we looked at every empty building in Oklahoma City and we kept coming back around to the 1920 Chevy dealership um, mm -hmm. in Automobile Alley. The, 
the vibe of Automobile at that time. I mean, that was eight years ago. So, you know, totally different than, than what it is today. But we, there was an excitement there and a vibe there. Um, the building owner, Meg Salyer, uh, worked with us to get our little bootstrap business going. And she is a huge community advocate. And um, we actually fell in love with the building and wanted to be in that. And we have a 57 Chevy, which we were actually driving around looking for places. So when they said it's a, the, the original Chevy dealership, we're, we thought, okay, that's, mm -hmm. that's a sign and we're meant to be here. But it was so big and we were so scared. We were terrified. Oh my gosh. We were looking for about 3,000 square feet total and that would have had the store, the stock room, and any space for gathering. And that building alone is almost 7,000 square feet. So I, I remember everything about that moment when we were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to scale up our business plan by four times. We're going to do four times as much inventory. Um, but as soon as they said, you know, we, we pulled up to that building to finally look at it because we knew it was big. So, but we were, we had looked everywhere else, like she said, we pulled up in that truck and then we walked in and fell in love with the open concept. And then when she was like, and this was the first Chevy dealership, we were like, well, we're going to have to figure out how to make it work. Um, <laughs> and in that first showing, she was, she kind of offhandedly mentioned, you know, we considered putting something on the rooftop and we just kind of lit up at that, that point. So before we even signed on that building, we brought in engineers to make sure that a rooftop was a possibility. And so we opened the store with, uh, the narrative that a, a rooftop event space was coming and then people started calling to book it and we were like well that was just a really good idea we haven't done anything with quite yet um, but that building lent itself to the overall timeline perfectly because we could stay open in the front for retail and then build out the event space on the rooftop in the back because the building is divided in two parts with the store in the front and the warehouse in the back and the warehouse ceiling is exposed. And since we had to uh, reinforce the ceiling, we could do all of that while still the, while keeping the store open. And so now you have to walk through the front door. So you have to walk through the whole store to get to the warehouse part of the venue that has the staircase that goes to the rooftop. Mm -hmm. So we joke that it's kind of like modern day Cracker Barrel. You got to walk <laughs> through the store to get to the main event. Um, but it's really helped us uh, flip our customers from a retail customer to a venue customer and, and vice versa. You know, every event we have, it's potentially 150 new people through the store. And then on the other side, it's seasonal. So when the store is really busy at Christmas, the rooftop is not very busy because it's cold. Um, and then in spring and summer, when retail is slower, we have more events. So it really, we contribute a lot of that to the, just the way the building was already laid out. Um, and we went through, we put it on the back because there was already a skylight in the warehouse. And so we went through that hole with the staircase. So it really just all kind of fell into place and it's worked out really well. It still feels huge and it still feels like a huge blessing and a huge undertaking, but it's we, did, we did learn a lesson in that, you know, we put the rooftop in and, you know, took it back to, to its, uh, worked in a sustainable way and taking it back and letting it show us what it, what it was in the beginning. And, and then we bought it. So we're, we're, we learned that lesson. So we, we put all into it and then, and then bought it. And we, we love that building. We, we treasure that building. 
Yes, it is. It's a, such a cool place and it's got its own kind of vibe. I feel like when I walk into Plenty, I feel refreshed. I think I love the openness. I love the, it's just that vibe that people are friendly. I've been there for, like I said, evening things or creative mornings or whatever. It's just, it, it, I don't know, it says refreshed to me. So That's I, I, a good word. I like that. We feel that way too. Oh, sorry, Brett. Go ahead. I was just saying, I, I feel that same way too. I do too. Every day. And I think it's because it's, it's authentic. I mean, it, it just, it is what it is. And we have a great team of human beings that truly care about um, what they do, um, what they, they just really, I mean, they just care. They're very caring individuals and that you, you can't fake that stuff. Absolutely. Well, I was telling Tracy, you feel that when you call into the store, when you're in the store or even online. I mean, you just feel that vibe of we're here to help and we're here to help all of our merchants. And I don't know, it's just, you have a good vibe. So great job. Thank you. We, now you guys have two locations. Talk to me about your second one. How has that made life different? Well, oh. as of right now we have three. Oh my gosh, forgive me. You have three. No, that's okay. I'm sitting in our third one right now. Um, we opened this third one just about two weeks before everything shut down for two months. So Good it's timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect timing. Known for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're known for great timing. Uh, so this this third location is very small. It's um, probably an eighth of the big store downtown, and it's just all of our top sellers. It's at Chisholm Creek, um, right next to Razoo's, right on the water. It's, it's been great. Fun size. We yeah, call we it the fun size store. Fun size. Or snack size or the baby sister. There you go. <laughs> so real quick, Brittany, tell us your look your addresses your three locations. So Automobile Alley, what's the address there? 807 North Broadway Avenue, awesome. 73102. And Edmond. 1466 South Bryant Avenue. So that's at 15th and Bryant next to Fuzzies, between and Fuzzies and Francesca's. What's that little shopping center called there? Spring Creek Plaza. Spring Creek. Okay. Okay. And then your third one is Ooh, uh, 1335 West Memorial Road. <laughs> this is a good quiz. Um, <laughs> and it's at the, on the water at Chisholm Creek, right off the feeder road uh, in the Uncle Julio's and Bira Bira. Oh, that's a great location. That place is buzzing. Yes, it's been great. And it's so much, it's, it's a whole slew of people that have a, you know, they just never go to far East Edmond or to downtown if they don't need to. So hopefully this is getting closer to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but our second location is in Edmond at 15th and Bryant and it's it's about to celebrate its third birthday in July. And that really was a test to see if the retail component of the Plenty concept could stand on its own outside of that great building. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to see if the products could, you know, fend for themselves and if we could kind of uh, replicate that without the historical building. So it is in a, in a newer shopping center area. It's an outdoor kind of shopping center. Um, and we tested it out for a little bit and then we signed on and we'll be there for a while. Uh, but it's, it's, it's very similar in square footage to the other, to the big store downtown. And the downtown store will always be considered our flagship store. So it's where our venue is and it's where it all started. Uh, the Edmund store does not have a venue. 
yet. We are we're considering um, spaces for workshops up there because there's not a whole lot of that in that area. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it has about 90, 95% of the same products as the downtown store. And we were worried we were going to maybe cannibalize some of our downtown traffic. And we did a little bit, but what we found is those people can go to that store more often than they ever would have come downtown. So it's in let it's less of a destination and more of a like a reliable place for gifts. People can run in and run out. We've tried to make it very, um, there's still a, an experiential factor. You can come and take your time just like you can downtown, but you can also run in and run out on your way to the birthday party and we can wrap it for you and get you in and out on your way. Well, there's a lot that happens at that little shopping center. I mean, you have fuzzies right next door. So clearly you have a lot of traffic. We well, are between fuzzies and Panera. Right. (laughs) If you're going to ever open a store, I would recommend putting it next to a taco shop because people people like tacos. Everybody loves tacos. There you go. (laughs) Have you seen any challenges with having the multiple locations? Do the challenges or do the blessings outweigh the challenges? Oof. It was. It's on the day, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, it, It was. Yeah. Opening it was hard. Again, like Tracy said at the beginning, we have never done retail before. Um, we, we joke that we have shopped a lot and that is really our only experience with, with retail. Um, but eight years in, we've learned, we've learned a lot. And from the very beginning, we put in practices and procedures and forms and all the things that would help us more easily replicate when the time came. So by no means was it easy, but all of the, the building up to that certainly made it, um, doable. And we had a, a great team that helped us make it happen. And uh, we're just, we're constantly always looking for things and ways to improve so that the next step is easier. And we certainly found that with opening the third store. It was, it's, the third store is much smaller, which makes a huge impact. I mean, you have less product to buy, you have less merchandising, you have less people to be here at all times, um, just less of everything. But if we hadn't, put all those processes into place and learned a lot from that second store, this third store would have been much more difficult to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, a smaller learning curve, right? The third yeah. time around. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, did you have anything to? I, I think it's just it's the challenges of scaling. I mean, you don't know what you don't know until you <laughs> don't know it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, until it becomes, you know, clear that you do not know. Um, just the demands on on time and that to be physically present there to merchandise and then do all the administrative you know stuff behind it and that balancing which you know I don't I don't know if anything ever really balances out but just you know trying to get that figured out um, I think that's been a big that was a big challenge it's a lot of work it's more I mean it's just it's more yeah it's, it's great but it's more <laughs> so we talked a little bit about planning's core values because you guys you started with your values when you started your shop you weren't like let's start a shop and then oh what are we going to care about you started with your values so talk a little bit about what you would say your main ones are and and how how does that look for you guys out in the world but well our we've worked very hard on our our mission statement um, which is, you know, we, we mindfully source products and champion sustainability. 
And we've done a lot of work with our team and ourselves. And um, I think our core, when, when we boiled it all down, when we asked our, our team members what the one trait is that they not only feel plenty is, but that we strive to be is kindness. And I think when that one word is what we filter everything through, it's what um, I think gravitates people to us. And I think that's the, the genuine sentiment. Hopefully if people walking in, they feel that because that's, that is our, that's our core, core word that we use and feel. Yeah. So from the beginning, we have use certain words to describe how we want plenty to feel and how we act in order to make that happen and um, the type of people we hire and, and how we train and all of that. Um, but it wasn't until about two two years ago that we really used our team, like like she was saying, to help us nail down those actual words, those objective words that helped us embody that subjective feeling. And it was a really cool experience. So Tracy and I and all of our, our leadership members all contributed words that we thought plenty embodied. And the goal was to create a very physical list of values. And so our words were right there next to our employees' words. No one could tell who submitted what. And everyone, we read all of them and every single person had kindness, at least on their list. And so we, that became our number one value. And then we, organized them all and figured out what, what were similar. And then we defined those, those values. And so uh, kindness and hospitality and professionalism are our top three values. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do have the event space. So that goes, that is more specifically hospitality, but we carry that, that mentality into retail. So this is, we, we don't call our, our shoppers customers. We call them our guests because we treat them as if they are guests in our home. We love this place, we take care of this place, and we want them to feel welcome and, and cared for and at home. So that was a really, really cool experience. And, you know, we weren't at, the, the best part was we weren't, we had never said kindness is our main value. You have to be kind. They all interpreted that as we are, we are kind and this is what is important to us and what makes it feel the way it feels. And I think that's a really, um, a really cool part is that we could, we could pivot whatever products we have in the store and our name certainly lends it to lends our lends it to ourselves that we could carry whatever we want because of the word plenty. Um, but as long as, as we're kind and hospitable and professional, um, it'll still feel the same, no matter what is in the building. Well, you've definitely succeeded in that because like I said, I feel refreshed by you, the kindness that your store just emanates. So great job. Well, we, we know that we have never done this before. So we know that we, we mess up because of a lack of experience. I mean, every single day, you never know it's going to walk through the door with being open to the public at three stores. So we are learning every moment of every day. So what we, what we learned early on is if we don't always have, we may not always do it right, but we can always make it right. And if we're kind throughout the whole process, then it makes the whole thing easier to fix in the end. And at least they can't, you know, at least that isn't against us. We can, as long as we were doing our best and being kind, we can fix anything after that. Well, people are human, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. 
but you're right. It's how we choose to handle those situations. Yeah. Yeah. So what has been an impact you have seen in your community when you see people get involved? Because your district is kind of known for that, you know, for people to be active and uh, with creative mornings and just other things. So what, what have you seen about uh, how your community has evolved and grown? Oh my gosh. Um, in the beginning, when we started eight years ago, it are the, the physical makeup of Automobile Alley was different. We knew that we would be a destination. We, we intentionally wanted to be a gathering place uh, for different experiences, to add depth to our brand. We wanted to get to know our neighborhood. We wanted to get to know our city. Um, that was a very intentional thing. What, we've, what we have witnessed that has grown from that is a um, deep connection with the businesses that are around us and that are in the city, other retailers, um, a support system um, that we certainly did not develop. We've just been lucky enough to be a part of, but we plugged into that. Um, and we've watched, we've watched our district become walkable and people know each other in the last eight years. Um, we've changed, we, we were on the Automobile Alley board, we're on the bid board. We've taken a, um, a huge interest and inserted ourselves and our business into the community in a way that we can help affect that change and help make those decisions that make gathering together and building community easier. I mean, it really does, it goes to, you know, making Automobile Alley uh, safer to walk. So we've been a part of the lighting and the traffic design and the parking. And so those hard, hardscape decisions that we can be a part of have, have helped our business and have helped um, help people come to our space and, and feel safe. So We've done a lot of work in that area. And a lot of it is just having a space that you're able to open up to the community. Um, you know, there are only so many great days on the rooftop and we're a business and, you know, we have a triple bottom line, people, profit and planet. And, you know, we're, we are a for-profit business and um, having the space to rent out and to offer to the community is, has worked out well for us because they're the same people I mean it's the same same community that we're supporting you guys are activators I mean you all just started this um, movement of kindness you know by starting in that building and spreading out and I think your community definitely can feel that I think I think it's it is scary to put yourself out there and to put your brand out there and say this is who we are and especially when you say we are a socially responsible lifestyle store well you have to be a socially responsible lifestyle store which which there's a risk in that I mean you're you're giving your space to multiple charities at the same time you have employees to pay and we pay a living wage and all of that balances out but I think what comes across is the intent behind that. It's the, we show up for that. You know, we do Pecha Kucha, we do community events, we uh, support downtown OKC. Um, I think that goes a long way. 
And I think it's authentic. And what we, what we have are deep, we have, you know, loyal customers that support us on every level and recommend us to their friends and their family. And that's how you grow a business. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, authentic is a great word to describe you all for sure. Brittany, did you want to say anything on that? I think she she covered it. She nailed it. She nailed it. Ah, <laughs> feels good because that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter just said something good. Roll with it, right? <laughs> Accept it. Um, so tell me some of the ways, and we, we talked about this a little bit, on ways that you give back to your community. I know you all do way more than just give financially to things. I know your venue is one of the ways um, that you give back. Talk, talk to us about that. We do. We uh we give the use of our venue to charities. We host events and sponsor events like Petta Kucha. Um, we've done a kickoff for the Water Four Walk. Um, City Care is coming next week to, they've had to pivot their one big um, fundraiser for the year that they're unable to do. So they're gonna do it um, on video. So they'll be filming at plenty all day. and just things that we can help, the things that we're able to help with, we wanna be able to help with. Like if we can't give a huge financial donation, but we do have space, we do have, you know, great people that can help. So those things that we're able to do, we, we, we do it. We serve on, um, you know, we've served on the Remerge steering committee. Um, any experience that we have, we wanna offer that. We wanna help, we wanna support. Um, we're on the retail retailers association, so we help support you know local retail, which is a huge component of supporting the city because that generates sales tax. I mean, we're very aware that sales tax is what you know pays for our fire department, our police department, and our streets. So, mm -hmm. um, and I think I think we do a good job of of um, letting our shopkeepers know that because they're they're a part of that. They're a part of generating that support and then everybody that walks through our door all that community that we've built those people that come to our guests that come to Pecha Kucha, um, that come to an event at our space are the people that shop with us and they're the ones that are allowing us by spending their dollars with us we're able to donate to these charities that need us and we're able to give our space to the charities that need it. And we're able to, to buy and sell products that all have a sustainable thread. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a domino effect. So when they walk through our door and purchase something, we're buying from people that are also donating, that are also helping the environment, that are also helping their neighbor. Mm -hmm. So it is a, we, we struggled in the beginning, which is really where made possible made it possible <laughs> we have, we struggled early on with saying no i mean we are we are a oklahomans are very giving and very charitable and there are so many deserving organizations out there and when you say you're a socially responsible lifestyle store then there you you are approached for that and when you're trying to grow a business and trying to be sustainable we were totally unprepared for the emotional impact of that. Nobody wants to say no. Every charity is deserving, but we have, we have to figure out 
how our, our best impact is. So we utilized Made Possible by which was a total game changer for us. And I think it, it, even, it added another level of, um, of amplifying other good works that are going on in the community. So, and I don't know if you, if I'm sure whoever's listening knows about Made Possible by and what you guys do, but I mean, it, it has absolutely been a game changer for us. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And there's probably some people that don't, but we can fill you in on that. Yeah. <laughs> We can fill you in for sure. Now, I, I hear you talking about how you work with your merchants and your community and the, your, um, what was your word for your customers? Your guests, your yes. guests. It's very symbiotic, right? You just, everybody helps each other and it works together and that's what it's supposed to be, right? We're supposed to just be caring for one another. So that's great. Brittany, did you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, um, just operationally, our, our goal is to, is to provide products that are environmentally responsible or socially responsible in some way. So we, we know that none of them are perfect, but we're trying to su support and celebrate people making good decisions where they can. Um, so, so yes, we use the, the dollars that come through our doors to purchase from those types of companies. And then, so, so that takes responsibility for our supply chain. So for everything that came before you see it. And then we also do everything we can to be financially involved with our, our community. Um, and then on the time side, Tra Tracy donates a lot of time to boards and um, groups that impact our, our district uh, so that people feel more welcome and that it boosts, so that it boosts all the, all the businesses in our area, not just our business. Um, and then we both um, take every opportunity like this to, to try to get um, our message out, which is an overall message of supporting other people. Um, and then even outside of Plenty, uh, we have a, a strong connection to mental health and the, um, the need for um, transparency in that area. So I, I speak to Heritage Hall High School seniors every semester um, and tell them about our experience. And then I, I get an opportunity every semester to speak with entrepreneurship students at Oklahoma State um, about how my education helped us allow, allowed us to do this. And then also uh, through those opportunities also talk about how mental health has played a part in that. So really, Plenty's just given us a platform to, to speak on all of those things that have led up to this. Cause there's a lot more than, you know, just being business partners. We're, we're also mother daughter and there's, there's a lot of history and a lot of stuff. I think people can, people, we, we want to share and people can like take something positive away from. Mm -hmm. I love to hear you say that because I think so often people think of giving back to their community is just writing a check. No, no, yeah. but you all definitely, I mean, you are all the boards that you mentioned or the places you go talk about things and mental health. That's not an easy topic to talk about that. That's opening up um, your personal life, you know, then those are, those are hard things and donating your venue. You know, I mean, there's so much more to giving back than just writing a check. It's just caring about other people and being involved. 
So thank you for y'all doing that. That's, a, a, again, another way that you're paving the way in your community. So thank you. So talk to me about the everything's crazy right now. I don't know when people might be listening to this, but we're filming or uh, recording during uh, COVID issues. But talk to me about the concept of corporate social responsibility, giving back to your community. Um, how has that impacted your brand? Because you guys, that's like your cornerstone, right? So how do you feel like that brings more people in? Do you think it gives, I mean, I don't know. Talk to me about that. I think, oh, go ahead, Brooke. Go for it. I think, I think COVID has given us the opportunity to witness firsthand the, I don't want to, well, the fruits of our labor. I mean, we have people that have shown up to support us because they love what we're doing. They love the people that work there. Um, I mean, we've, when, you know, your cells go from 100%, you know, down 97% in six weeks, that is, that, you know, it's a business. And we only exist with, you know, revenue coming through the door. So when we had to shift from people walking in and um, to curbside delivery through all of the um, process and procedures that come with that, we were met with patience and understanding and um, support, which was truly over, overwhelming to us. And um, we're so appreciative of that. But I, I, I know that that comes from people trusting us and us trusting people to support us. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, some of that comes from being around for eight years and, and having a wider customer base than some. Um, we've done, you know, so many events that people have a connection with our physical space because they've marked some important, mm -hmm. you know, event in their, in their lives. So I think it, I think that moves people to understand that we are we are struggling and they so many people put their hand out and said here let me you know let me help you through this time that gets me a little emotional too oh that's good yeah sweet it's not just business right it's people and people matter and if we treat people like they matter it makes the difference in your business so amen plus you want to you know we're we're i'm i'm privileged to get to go to work every day and it's work. I mean, retail is hard yeah. to, go, to go to, you know, and events are hard to get to go to work with not only my daughter, but a, a crew of people that show up every day wanting to do good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a, that is a privilege. And then when you open your doors and you get to meet people that are truly invested and some of them are you know some some people shop with us because we have really great stuff we do and some people shop with us because of the sustainability you know some people shop with us they have no idea that we're a sustainable store but they're all in our space and we and we get to welcome them all and we get to to be a part of their lives and that's a great that's a great privilege mm -hmm. for sure Sorry, I got emotional. I have. I oh, that's good. That's, emotions are real. We're we're real. We're all real here. No. So, go for it, Britt. Yeah, I, I think that's a a great a great point. Is that we we've been able to be involved not not just by you know giving monetarily or giving of 
of our time outside of the business, but we are involved with families' biggest moments, you know, whether that's through celebrating their wedding or an engagement or a graduation or a big birthday or a retirement on the rooftop or in the warehouse, but also with gifts. I mean, we get to help people pick out something for a friend who just lost a parent or, you know, those big moments that have to be commemorated in, in some way. So it's been really cool to see how we can be involved with like very real involvement with people's lives uh, through stuff and through through memories. And then the fact that that stuff isn't just stuff and it goes beyond what you see. Um, so we, we really try to, like we said, take, take responsibility for our supply chain and everything that came, everything that made that product happen before it gets to us. And then hopefully it does even more good by, you know, helping celebrate a, a special moment. Um, but I think like, like she mentioned, a lot of the times people walk in and, or they've shopped with us for a long time and we somehow never communicated that we are a sustainable lifestyle store. So I think that that is always fun to find out when people, you know, people love plenty because of the stuff. And then when they find out that everything is socially or environmentally responsible, it's just kind of an icing on the cake. And it also shows, it allows us to show that design has really taken on the challenge of sustainability and using business for good. And, and, and we're certainly not the first ones to do this. We are, we're, we're pretty late to the game. We're just, we, just got lucky with finding a bunch of people and, and, and for Oklahoma city, it was, it was good timing. There wasn't a whole lot of that happening about eight years ago. Um, but it just gives us a platform to showcase all the, the work that's going on outside of us and outside of Oklahoma city. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you guys do a great job with that. I mean, you, you love, you know, as, as women, we love, we find the little shops that we love and you have the cute little stuff, but then you guys are so much more than that. You know, I mean, when talking about your products, I, when any, anybody has a baby, I buy them the indestructible baby books from your shop because one, I get to go in your shop and it's, it's refreshing for me. Although this last time I had to do it online because of COVID, but that's okay. It, I still got to pick it up from you nice people. But um, those books are so great. And that's just one piece. Like you said, you're a lifestyle store. You have kitchen items, you have home decor, you have, I mean, give us a great pet section. Oh, Patsy, there you go. There you go. We've tried really hard to be a safe place for all people and especially for families. And all ages. All ages, yeah. Like when we're buying for the store, we think very specifically like this, this would be great for a seven-year-old girl or this would be perfect for a 10-year-old boy. Um, we tried to make it to where the whole family could come in and find something that they love and something that they could purchase with their own money. So we're, we're I would say, proud of the, the, the broad range of price points. Mm -hmm. We try very hard to have something for grandma with more disposable income and and then kids with their own allowance money um i was telling them the other day we had we were at a pop-up shop and then there was like a 40 year old man who walked up and he was like this is my favorite store and i thought he was joking i thought he was being fantastic i was like are you being serious and he was like yes i'm serious this is my favorite store and i was like that is the best compliment because we were not going like we were not we yeah. did not see that coming 40 year old right <laughs> yeah and then a few days later there was like a 16 year old boy in a store and he 
just comes in on his lunch breaks. And then we had a 12 year old girl ask for a, a gift card for her birthday. So that when we hear those, those things that people really do feel mm -hmm. like people of all shapes, colors, sizes, ages, everything feel safe and welcome and thought about here. That's exactly what we want. And we want them to have fun. When people say this is so fun, that's, that's when we know we're doing our job. There you go. That's right. You're winning. You're winning. Yeah. I, know. I know. Um, well, just in our conversation, I've been writing down just things that you say that to strike me and you guys care about your community. I love how plenty that just sums you guys up the plenty and the kindness, um, the, you want to be a destination and gathering place. Everybody needs a gathering place, right? I mean, that's why Cheers, that show Cheers was so yes. popular is because everybody, everybody knew your name yes. and you guys are a gathering place. I love that. And then you get to know people and your three things are people, profit, and planet. And you got, I mean, hello, that you're caring about people right there, caring about the planet and authentic. That is exactly between kindness and refreshed and authentic. That's how I would describe you guys. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for caring about your people and being involved and giving way beyond the dollar, um, not just with your venue, but with your time and with your heart. And, and talk, uh, Britt, that means so much to me that you would go talk to students about something that's so personable, personal. Well, I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the thing. Transparency is, is key. If we're going to move things forward, we got to start talking about stuff. We got to get, get it out of the dark and give it less power and give power to the things that need need more exposure in our lives. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ladies, you have a last 20 second thought for anybody. Send out some love. We, we're just, oh, see, now I'm feeling the tears coming. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, just this whole um, COVID thing has been, you know, it, it rocked everybody's world. And that day we decided to close the stores was by far the hardest day of my professional life, mostly because we just didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if our website would, would work with that. We, we didn't know. We didn't know if we'd ever open again. We didn't know if we'd have to let everybody go. And luckily, because we have built something, we had enough people just roll out and support us. And there were people, you know, our website was not perfect that first day and we we spent a lot of time and an effort to to make that feel something like a version of coming into the store so that people still could get that online um but just over an overwhelming thank you for supporting our us and our people and plenty and and all the people that we get to buy from when you buy from us we get to buy more from the people who are doing good so it goes way beyond just the two of us and just our three little stores I, I just want to, I want to leave it with, we love this city. We have great confidence in Oklahoma City and our neighbors, and it has been a rough two months on many levels for us, but we, we are, we're confident, we're optimistic, um, we're excited to be here, and we, we love our community. We love our neighbors. Well, that's very evident, so that's great. 
Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you uh, for those who are listening. We appreciate you. Um, we appreciate you being involved and doing good. Made Possible By is all about making your good loud. And just know that we are cheering for you. And uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks, ladies. Bye, Tracy. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening in to another episode of the Made Possible By podcast. Made Possible By helps make community giving easy. The businesses we serve love to give back to their communities with their time, product, and cash. It's rewarding, but not easy. So let us help you continue to do good in your community.